Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And I just want to remind you all really quickly that our mission here is to support you in being the best version of you, living a greatest life. And part of that is our, you know, these podcasts, these interview series that I do with my with some of my favorite guests, speakers, healers, teachers. And we have so much fun. We learn so much. So just take a moment and just be centered, be present, be here, and be willing to receive new energies, frequencies, and vibrations, new information, new wisdom, and support. So be, be willing to receive, okay? And so today we have my good friend Patrick Prohaska back with us. Always a favorite, a fan favorite, um, your favorite, one of my favorites. We just, <laughs> we love having him here. And um, today we're going to be talking about how to supercharge your intuition. And I know that this is a, a hot topic for a lot of you. And so you're going to want to pay attention, take some notes and ask questions. So we're going to be taking some questions too. And so today we're going to talk about, you know, the blocks, you know, what blocks people from developing their intuition fully. We're going to talk about the difference between intuition and the gut feeling that something is true. We're going to talk about intuitive language and how to develop it and practical exercises that you can do to enhance your intuition. And I love you know, I love practical exercises because then we can take them and start doing them and practice and use them and see how well we're doing after a while, right? So um, for those of you who don't know Patrick, he's been on our show many, many times. Uh, we love having him here. He's the founder of both Lightbridge Academy and Charisma Coaching. And Patrick has helped thousands of clients and students shine with personal power, joy, and authenticity. Patrick is the creator of Lightbridge, a revolutionary system for healing and personal transformation that blends law of attraction, life coaching principles with beliefs, sculpting, and energetic activations. And I know, you know, uh, I'm sure Patrick is going to do some activations today like he always does. And so through Lightbridge Academy, he offers training in the Lightbridge technique and has established a certification program for professional practitioners. He has a bachelor's degree in history of science and a master's degree in the religions of ancient India and has studied countless healing systems, including Ayurveda, Reiki, Theta Healing, Aromatherapy, and so much more. Um, Patrick is the author of Brain Cells, Escape Your Mental Prisons, and other books about Lightbridge. And so we're, we are so excited to have Patrick back with us to share with us, especially about this topic, you know, intuition, you know, and how to supercharge your intuition. And right now that might be something that you want to practice because we have the time, right? We're at home, some of us, and so we have the time to do more, learn more, et cetera. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So glad you're back with us. And, and um, I'm glad that you're feeling okay to do the show today. So <laughs> yay. Um, but I know, let's, let's, I, I just want to jump right into it. And so for those people who may be new to you and maybe new to the show, do you want to just share a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do, and especially about this topic, how to supercharge your intuition and your intuition is really good. So <laughs> mm. well, thank, <laughs> thank you for that. So my intuition wasn't always good. And for years and years, I had a really difficult time telling the difference between what what felt true to me and what was literally true that I was understanding through intuition. Mm -hmm. So I think like a lot of people, I grew up not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, not knowing what my purpose was, not, not knowing why I'm here. And nothing really made sense to me as I was growing up. And I grew up in an environment where my home was 
a battleground. It felt like uh, every time I wanted to walk through the house, I was navigating a minefield because I never knew if I was going to anger one of my brothers or anger my mother or anger my father. Or There's just a lot of anger and a lot of finger pointing in the house that I grew up in. So when you grow up in an environment in which everything feels dangerous, the, the world that you live in itself feels dangerous, that sense of danger soaks into your subconscious mind. And you begin to expect danger every time you turn around. Now, when your subconscious mind is heavily laden with all sorts of limiting belief systems about how the universe operates and what the dangers are, you come to believe that you live in a hostile universe and the world is against you and you have to fight for what's yours and other people will beat you down. When, when you slip into that type of victim mentality on autopilot, everything feels dangerous. And because you have that feeling of danger, no matter what you do with your life, that overwhelms your ability to recognize the truth and what's going on around you. So you get that gut feeling of danger. You feel like the world's going to collapse in on you at any moment. And if you confuse that with an actual intuitive hit about a potential danger, then you're going to end up you know, living a really disempowered life as a result. So I spent decades in that energy. I spent decades, um, somebody would come up to me and um, want to share an experience with me or tell me that maybe in the restaurant that I was working in, there was a better way of doing something. And I would be immediately on my guard. I would sense danger. I would sense attack. And it felt like my intuition was leading me astray. When the fact of the matter was, I wasn't even listening to my intuition. I was listening to all of the fears and all of the traumas that I had absorbed over the years. So it's easy to, it's easy to develop your intuition. It's also easy to mistake your intuition for something different. And that's where I was. Uh, it took <laughs> not until I was in my fifties before I actually started started dealing with that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that's that's something that not a lot of people talk about, yeah. right? So not a lot yeah. of people talk about that and you know it's like it makes you, you know, take a step back and take a look at, you know, what have I been tapping into and was I tapping into my intuition or was I tapping into something else, right? So it's a great something great to look at for everybody. Yeah. So there's uh, one other element of this that I, I want to address as well. And it was the fact that when I was younger, when I was a child, I did have my intuitive gifts pretty much online full blast. And because of the combination of living in that environment where things were confusing and I felt like I was in a minefield, but I was also picking up on all of the emotions, all of the pains, all of the thoughts, all of the anger of other people, and confusing it for my own. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't tell the difference between my thoughts and somebody else's. I couldn't tell the difference between my pain and somebody else's. And so I became overwhelmed with that sense of empathy. Right. And by the time I was in my late 20s, I was practicing as a massage therapist. I was working with professional athletes and, and I had a private massage practice as well. 
I was so heavily laden with everybody else's energy and their pain and their negativity that the, the only solution I had was to shut down my intuition altogether because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Now, what I shut down mostly was my empathy. And the problem with shutting down your empathy is when you disconnect from your empathy, it's really hard for you to have compassion for other people. So it's really beneficial for all of us to learn how to tap into our empathy, to do it without overwhelm, to do it without feeling like you don't know what's yours and what somebody else's, because that empathy is the driving force behind your compassion, and your compassion can utterly transform the world. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> um, and I just want to add really quickly that the free gift that you offered to our community this time is the empathy without overwhelm uh, MP3 yeah. or attunement, <laughs> right? And yeah, um, so that is available on the gifts page for those of you who would like that for sure. Definitely download yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's really important for us to maintain our sense of empathy throughout life. And if empathy becomes too painful for you and you shut it down, um, it can actually lead to very severe psychological problems. And in fact, uh, a lot of people define sociopathology or psychopathology as just uh, an utter inability to have empathy for others. Mm -hmm. And we can yeah. all think of examples of, of people who live their lives that way. And people who actually achieve a lot of power in their lives because they don't really care about the consequences of their actions. We need to counterbalance that with um, a, a compassion-driven life. So I, I'm really happy to be sharing all of this with you today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And then, you know, and that is one of the one essential components of life is having compassion, you know, for ourselves and for others, you know, it's, um, it's something really important and being empathic as well. It doesn't have to be bad, but you do have to manage it. Right. So you do have to manage your, um, your gifts, you know, that you do have and empathy is a gift, I guess you call it as well, but you know, or highly sensitive people like we are, you do have to manage it. You do have to recognize, you know, how to work with it and not get overwhelmed. So that's really, really key. And a lot of people, they do, shut down their gifts because it can be too much. It is overwhelming, not just the empathy, but even, you know, it's like if you're suddenly hearing too much or seeing too much and you don't know what's going on, it's like, I have no idea what that is, you know? Um, so people out, out of fear shut down their gifts, right? They're in, in, their, in their intuition because they're not, they just don't know. Um, there are so many different fears that come into play when that's happening in somebody's life. Um, if you are beginning to pick up on energies that are non-physical, you may believe that you're going insane, or you may live in fear that other people will consider you crazy and they'll institutionalize you. Mm -hmm. You may live in fear that other people will find you dangerous because you have gifts that they don't, and because they see you as a threat, they'll institutionalize you in some way. You may believe that it's, it's evil, like you're tapping into evil spirits or getting messages from uh, demonic entities and so forth. Uh, and there are a number of people who come from 
from very dogmatic religious backgrounds where uh, having that kind of gift that's well-developed is considered witchcraft or, or worse. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there's a lot of shame involved with it. So, you know, I think the first thing we need to recognize is that intuition is a natural human birthright. Every single one of us has intuitive gifts. Empathy in particular is wired into the human brain. The human brain has something called mirror neurons that cause you to feel in, within your body when somebody else uh, experiences something painful. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for example, if you see somebody cut themselves, you went mm-hmm. as though you cut your, yourself. And, and yeah. you can't control that. You can't control that because those mirror neurons in the brain fire automatically when you witness something painful in another person. Now, some people don't have mirror neurons that work, and those are, you know, legitimately medically um, sociopaths and psychopaths. But for the rest of us, you know, we, we kind of shut that down. Intuition, if you want just a really broad definition of the word intuition, Intuition is any type of perception that you have that doesn't use some sort of physical, tangible, measurable means of communication. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing things in a way other than physically seeing it or touching it or feeling it through your physical senses. And we know things all the time that um, can't really be explained through the physical senses, a lot of our intuition is just based on our experience in the world. So, you know, we um, kind of have this, this clock in our head, for example, and we intuitively know when the light is going to turn red or green because there's this calculation that we're unaware of going on in our minds. Or you may intuitively know when your child is lying to you because you subtly pick up on the clues in their facial expression and their movements and their tone of voice, but you haven't really analyzed it well enough to know what those ticks are. So, you know, all of that is intuition. Right. So you can think of intuition as like this really broad scale going from the really rudimentary basic forms that everyone has to the higher dimensional gifts that you can develop. Everyone has access to them. Some people are more talented in some areas than others, but clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, holographic vision, uh, remote viewing, uh, all of these are gifts that you can develop that everyone has access to. Mm -hmm. Some people will be more gifted, let's say, visually than Uh, auditorially. Some people will be more gifted in terms of hearing rather than feeling. Uh, We all have our own intuitive language, but these are gifts that anyone can develop. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like we we are all intuitive, but some of those gifts, we just need to develop a little bit more. We need to practice. We can't just say, okay, I want to be more clairaudient. Okay, fine. Great. You want to be more clairaudient, which means you want to be able to hear, Um, but you have to do exercises, practice, and play with it, you know? Absolutely. And that's like the central message that I give in all the courses that I teach through Lightbridge Academy. It's that I can do an attunement with you. We can, we can invoke the energy of clairaudience, but it's up to you to take the action 
to actualize that gift. Yeah. Um, you know, I often say I, it's, it's pretty rare that I quote the Bible, but there's a verse in the Bible that is uh, without uh, um, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you have to do something with your beliefs. You can't just sit in the energy and passively expect it to soak into you and transform your life. Nothing happens unless you make it happen. So uh, we can do, in fact, if you want to, we will do a light bridge attunement for, let's say, clairvoyance, Mm -hmm. uh, for the gift of vision. Uh, But that's just the first step. You really have to do the exercises to tap into it, to learn your own intuitive language, to learn um, what visual imagery means for you specifically. Uh, And that brings us to another... Um, really important point that I'd like to make today. When, when things happen symbolically, there really is no universal code to that symbolism. So if you see, for example, you're meditating and you see a, a rabbit emerge in front of you and it jumps up to you, that rabbit might have a traditional meaning that you can find on the internet or in a book somewhere. But what's more important is what does that rabbit mean to you? What does it represent to your specific Mm -hmm. subconscious mind? Uh, If you feel a pain in your ankle, you might look online and see, okay, ankle pain has something to do with fear of stepping forward. But it might also mean something different. It could be that the pain in your ankle is telling you to slow down. It's not telling you not to step forward. It's telling you to slow down and stop. It could be the opposite Mm -hmm. of what you read in the book somewhere. And, you know, sometimes ankle pain is just ankle pain. Sometimes it doesn't (laughs) really mean anything. Sometimes a bunny rabbit that appears in front of you is just a whimsical vision that's fun in and of itself, but it doesn't necessarily need to mean something. So it's up to you to, to find that language and those interpretations. And so not everything is significant and, and you know, and, and that's important to know too, not everything is significant for you, but it's also about yeah. what meaning are you attaching to it? And, you know, it's possible that sometimes the meaning you're attaching to something may not be the right meaning, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the question is, what's the right meaning for you personally? So, um, you know, I talk a lot about personal autonomy and setting up your boundaries and living life on your terms rather than how somebody else tells you mm-hmm. to live, you know, rejecting when somebody tries to tell you what to think and how to think it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's uh, uh, these books that have been written, let's say by Louise Hay, for example, based on years and years, decades of experience. So the probability that what's written in that book about the interpretations, that's highly probable. It's probably the ankle pain means fear of stepping forward. So your intuition needs to be developed in such a way that you can recognize when it means something different or when it's, it's the traditional meaning. And, you know, like you just said, it's, it's, it's very rare that I quote Sigmund Freud, but uh, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and sometimes, um, you know, we have to reevaluate and and look at the meanings and say, are they still relevant? Is that still what that means to me? Because I'm changing, I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm learning so much more. So does that symbol still mean the same thing? And it may not. You know, and then it's all, I guess for me, it's also about then asking questions. Okay, what does this mean? 
-hmm. And whatever meaning I'm giving it now, does that feel good to me or does it not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So as you clear your limitations, as you clear your subconscious blocks and your subconscious fears, as you bring your biases into alignment with reality, uh, that is, as you begin to see the world as it is, not as you've been told it is, mm -hmm. your intuition automatically improves over time. And you no longer confuse that gut feeling with an actual intuitive hit. So a really crass example of what I'm talking about, let's say you grew up in a very um, a racist environment <laughs> and you were taught that people with a specific skin color are dangerous and you should always protect yourself when you see somebody who looks different than you. And then you're walking down the street and you see somebody who doesn't look like you and you have that surge of fear. Okay, that surge of fear is not your intuition. It is the limiting belief system that was taught to you as a child. As soon as you clear that, then you can tap into your intuition and really see the truth of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, especially people who are heavily laden with biases and judgments and uh, stereotypes, those people tend to confuse their intuition with their, their biases all the time. And that yeah. um, just what you end up doing is you just reinforce your belief systems that are limiting you when something like that happens. So it also requires an openness, a willingness to ask yourself, is this really true? Uh, it's a, it requires a willingness to accept the possibility that you might actually be wrong about most of what you believe about the world. You might actually be wrong about everything. Mm -hmm. um, and when you can accept that, then you can begin to see the truth around you in a more clear way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's so true because, you know, I've, I've noticed for myself over the past, you know, 10 years, especially what I thought was true, not so much. And so then it's mm -hmm. like, you know, following my own knowing, you know, following my own guidance and trusting that. And then, you know, to, as I take actions, as I take the next step, you know, more and more develops and I, and I know more and more and more, but it does not, uh, nothing changes if you don't take that next step. Nothing changes yeah. if you don't trust your knowing whatever information you're getting and follow through with it, then you get more and more and more clarity, I think. Yeah, I, that's absolutely. what I found. And that brings us to uh, a point that I've made several times recently in some of my uh, online events that I think is absolutely crucial at this point in our human history, especially with, with what's going on in the world around us with this, this global crisis. And that is that um, it's really tempting to believe everything that you read on the internet, especially if it seems to correspond with your biases about other people. Uh, so we are at a unique point in human history. This is the very first time in human history that we have the technology that will allow us to be physically distant from each other, physically separate from each other, and still socially connected. This has never happened before in human history. So we have all this talk about social distancing. What I would like everyone to do is reframe that in their minds. It's not social distancing we're after, it's physical distancing coupled with social connection. So think of social connection and how you can physically separate.
So just look at what we have right now on the screen in front of us. We have people from all over the world in separate rooms all around the world. We're socially connected with each other. We're physically uh, disconnected from each other. And that's awesome. Yeah. So the challenge I have for you is how will you use this technology to better the world? Are you using this technology to spread fear and to spread division and to blame and to point the finger at other people and to, and to go on about, you know, who's destroying the world and who's not? Or are you using this technology to foster more connection with other people? Hey, that's where the power is. That's what we need. So we've got this awesome new technology we've never had before, and yet so many of us are misusing it to spread fear and division. Uh, fear and division are not higher dimensional energies. <laughs> if you want ascension, if you want to grow spiritually, you cannot ascend if you're indulging in activities that are contraindicated for ascension. There is no division in ascension. There is no... Um, you know, indulging in fear in ascension. So to the degree that you are using the social technology to spread fear, you're actually blocking your own spiritual growth in ascension. Yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's like, what um, are you focusing on, right? Yeah, what um, are you focusing on? Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's like, it, it, that's one of the things I, I don't, you know, subscribe to the fear mongering and all that wonderful stuff that's happening out there. It's like, that's not me. It's like, instead, it's like, okay, how can I support you in having more ease at yeah. this time, right? So what Beautiful. can we do different yeah. to, so that we can have more ease at this time? So um, I, I just, I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but if you have a question for Patrick around, um, you know, supercharging your intuition or whatever else is coming up for you in this moment, uh, raise your hand or type your question in the chat because I know Patrick loves to take uh questions from callers so <laughs> mm -hmm. it's always so it's always so much fun to see what what questions come through because they actually assist everybody right and open up our awareness to more um sometimes because the, the questions are always so different and they are can be really enlightening so um I, I wanted to go back for a moment and talk a little bit more about um intuition we'll talk about that in a second caroline you can go ahead and unmute yourself Hi, beautiful. Thank you. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 Hi, Patrick. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, victim consciousness. I'm um, a, a collective empath, so I'm feeling it coming up quite a bit. And it's a little bit in me as well, so I recognize when it's mine. Uh, but I'm feeling it in my clients and everything. So... Where am I with uh, victim consciousness and, and how can, um, I don't know how to word this. Like I for, know exactly what you're asking. So. <laughs> I know exactly what you're asking. So let's, let's dive right in everyone with some, some energy work. Okay, so everyone, just please make sure you're like in a safe and comfortable place with no distractions and let me please allow me to connect energetically with you and with your higher self. And if you are doing anything potentially dangerous, like chopping vegetables, just set that aside or choose to just observe and not participate. Okay. Or if you're driving, Julie. 
Yeah, if you're driving, please don't. <laughs> Julie's always in the car. I don't know if she is today, mm -hmm. but if you're driving, just pull over to the side or, or do it later, okay? Okay, beautiful. Okay, so I want to do a dual attunement here that's going to lead us in two directions simultaneously. So we're going to do a light bridge attunement. That is, we're going to draw out an energetic pattern or an energetic template from your higher self and absorb it into you in your current condition right now of actually increasing your connectivity with the people that you want to connect with. So increasing your intuitive connection with your clients, your loved ones, your family members. Uh, we want to actually turn that dial up to 11. And at the same time, we want to disconnect you as much as possible from the collective consciousness of fear. Now, in the collective consciousness, we are having this convulsion of fear energy right now. And that fear energy is driven by lots of things. A lot of people recognize that we're at a pivot point in our human history right now, and we're at a pivot point in our human evolution. And pivot points are very, very scary for a lot of people. A lot of people are living in deep fear of financial calamity, financial collapse, of uh, losing loved ones, of uh, death and, and despair and so forth. So we want to honor and um, kind of embrace the, the experience that people are having around the world without absorbing it into our system and having it stimulate our own internal victim consciousness. So this is a, a really, it's an unusual attunement. It's not the type of work that I normally do where we do uh, an attunement in two directions simultaneously. But please allow me to shift, to help you shift your <laughs> internal energy so that you can increase your intuitive connection with your loved ones and decrease your intuitive connection with the collective consciousness fear that's going on. So please say yes for that. So we're basically just recalibrating your internal sensors to more deeply connect with your loved ones and your clients and to less deeply connect with the collective consciousness. And if any of your loved ones or your clients or anyone else that you want to have an enhanced connection with, if they are deeply resonating in victim consciousness and collective fear energy right now, we're going to allow you to compartmentalize that so that you can connect energetically with them, but not connect with their connection to the collective consciousness, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, this is giving me a little bit of a heat flash right now, so. Just going to let this energy continue to soak in. I want to strip away from you any and all fears you have about connecting with other people at this time. Any and all fears you might have that somehow uh, the symptoms 
of coronavirus or anything else that's emerging right now are contagious to you on an energetic level. Let's clear that away. Any and all hesitation to connect energetically with loved ones who might be physically sick right now because you'll absorb their symptoms through that connection. Let's clear that fair away. And the whole point of this is to make it so that you can more keenly and more um, uh, with more volume connect with the people that you want to connect with, but not connect with their sense of fear and victimization. Beautiful. Take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay. Wow, I'm really lightheaded right now. <laughs> okay, so if you're if you're yawning, if you have heat flashes, if you feel energy flowing through your body in a new way that feels different or uncomfortable, simply allow it. Uh, that the energy flows through different people in different ways. And quite often when I do energy work, um, about 10 or 20% of the people on the call either fall asleep or uh, really have to fight not to. So, but that's okay. If you fall asleep, we're still connected energetically. Mm. So how was Caroline, that? how are you doing? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, felt, I felt it all coming through and expand in my throat and my chest and all through the energy systems. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Awesome, good, thank you. Awesome. Uh, there's one other little tiny thing I see uh, that um, I think is going to be really beneficial for everyone. But when I look at when I look at you right now in your energy, I can see that you have this really solid foundation that allows you to ground, and yet there are cracks in that foundation. So I want to work with everyone. I want to do a little um, um, light bridge attunement to help you anchor in place in times of chaos like we have right now so that your foundation doesn't feel like it's crumbling. So um, it's like the feeling is the wood is there, the structure is there, but there are termites in the wood. So let's, um, let's do this for everyone. Simply allow me to pull out a template for effective grounding and anchoring in place, even as the world around you is reeling in chaos and uh, offer that to your current egoic persona now. Okay. So essentially, we're bringing in how to and what it feels like to ground yourself effectively, to stay grounded, and to stay anchored in place, even as the people around you are ungrounded. There we go. Thank you so much for that because I didn't know whether to ask this question or the other one and you answered both because sometimes I feel around my my children or my husband, those who are close to me, right? Mm -hmm. that, that know my my the Caroline personality, right? Mm -hmm. I feel that I unground and I give my power away. I, I, I dim my light around them. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank okay. you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Awesome. Thank you, Caroline. All right, so um, so Jen is asking, Jennifer, Jen, 
Um, she says, I shut down my empathy and intuition and have been working to clear it. Could you help me? Working to reactivate it. I think that's what she means, to reactivate yeah. it. Okay, so this could be fairly complicated. Let me, let me take a quick look at what's going on here. Okay. So there's the feeling that your, your intuition works against you and it works against you in the sense that you discover things that you don't want to know. So it feels like intuition is a dual edged sword. And every time you use it to kind of cut through the noise to see what's going on around you, you end up cutting yourself as well. So that's the visual image I get of a, a blade where every time you use it, you get, you get a, either a paper cut or a slice in your own energy field. Um, so I think the reason for that is deep-seated fear of what you're going to find if your intuition increases. And for you particularly, that is, oh my God, I'm going to find out what people really think of me if I develop my intuition. So let's clear that away for everybody um, to bring in an ability to process with grace and ease when you discover something unexpected that you don't like through your intuition. Beautiful, because you probably will discover things that are unpleasant to you. I'm gonna make it so that you can process that with grace and ease, you don't take it personally. And you don't use that as an excuse or a reason to shut down your intuition. Now, most of us, when, when I see an energy like this, it's almost always connected with marriage and with um, either a, a romantic partner, let's say. And the fear is, oh, my God, if I develop my intuition, I'm going to discover that this person has been cheating on me or I'm going to discover what they really think of me. But there are lots of other reasons for shutting it down as well. So that's the type of thing that we're trying to clear here. Beautiful. Okay, everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And then release that when you're ready. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank wow. you. So Jen, let us know how you're doing with that, okay? All right, so um, we're gonna to go to uh, Don, has his hand raised. <clears throat> so Don, I'm gonna go ahead and unmute you. Okay. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm wondering if you can help me sort of unblock some whatever's keeping me from being able to get into the world with my work, if there's, any intuitive sense you have. Um, I've, I've had some government stuff I've had to deal with. And then um, before that, it was a boss that was sort of politically not aligned with me. And I live in a part of the country that's not politically aligned with me. And but now it feels like some government stuff. Can you find out or help me unblock that? Yeah, I see two things right away. So I can see two things really clearly. One is a feeling that the world's not actually ready for what you have yet. Uh, so that's part of it. But the other part of it is um, trauma from having roadblocks put in front of you in previous. It's like a, a traumatic pattern 
that repeats itself on autopilot after a while, where whenever there's something that you feel um, is important to express, these roadblocks just kind of emerge automatically. And it's not roadblocks in the sense of your friends don't want you to do it or the money isn't there. It's some sort of authoritative figure that stands in the way or authoritative entity that you have to work around to get to where you want to go. And it's more difficult to work around it than to actually, you know, it's, it's just not worth the effort sometimes. So it just shuts you down. Is that making sense at all? Yeah. Is this past life stuff or is this current life or both or it's, it's both. Uh, it's happened in this lifetime, but everything that happens in this lifetime that seems to pop up out of the blue is actually an echo of something previous. Uh, mm -hmm. So it is that, but then there's also this other dimension of it that says that um, it's frustrating, but it doesn't really matter because the world's not ready for what I have to offer anyway. And the fact that there's so much resistance proves that the world's not ready for my message. So let's kind of clear both of those for you right away. Um, yes, because I think the world would benefit from what I'm saying. The world would benefit. But there's some sort of internal blockage there that says they won't understand it or they're not evolved enough to understand it or they'll ignore it or so there's some blockage there that says the world just isn't ready for it, even though you know it's good for, for them. So, okay. So I just want to open up. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay. So it really is the traumatic experiences of having been shut down by um, authoritative figures in the past and in previous lifetimes. So let's go back to the very first time in all lifetimes, you had an experience where you had something of tangible benefit to the world, but somebody else blocked you from sharing it because they were threatened by it for whatever reason. And let's clear the traumatic imprint of that experience because every other time it's ever happened to you in your history, both in past lives and in the current life, it's like an echo of that original trauma. Okay. Okay, take a, everyone take a very deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release. Okay, there's one more tiny thing I need to clear with you, and that is uh, every single one of us, we create our experience in the world through our thoughts, our beliefs, our judgments, and our expectations. And you have expectations that are based on years and years of tangible experience that tell you that no matter what you want to do, there's always a government bureaucracy in the way to prevent you from doing it, that everything is twice as hard as it should be, that anything that you want to do is going to require you doing a Herculean effort to get past the bureaucracy that blocks it. So that is an expectation that is already churning in your subconscious mind even before you set out to do something. So let's clear that expectation away so it doesn't influence your experience in the world as much anymore. 
So you know, it's like I said, thoughts, beliefs, judgments, expectations, past traumatic memories, and so forth. All of that colors your experience in the world. And I think for you, what holds you back the most of all of those is expectations that roadblocks will emerge. Okay, beautiful. Okay. Did that help at all? How do you feel? Um, I feel like we're zeroing in on some of the problem. I'm, I'm trying to be more positive and just assume great things will happen and not mm -hmm. focus on the negative. That's sort of been one of my, um, but it's been so much, gosh, I mean, I've been trapped for so long in, you know, the expectations around me and, you know, possibly I can sort of see some of what you're saying that the world's not ready. Yeah. Is it ready now that we've cooked it a bit or is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. What well, always was ready. <laughs> the thing is the world was always ready for it. It was uh, the feeling that the world isn't ready yet. That was partially blocking the experience. Um, now this kind of opens up the conversation in, in a direction I just want to touch on for a moment. Uh, if I can, and that is, you know, a lot of us have negative feedback loops of energy built into our systems. So what happens is you expect something negative to happen. And then when that negative thing happens, you notice it and you remember it because it matches your expectation. But when you have a different experience, that tends not to get encoded into your memory because it doesn't fit your expectations. And then after a while, you begin to develop more and more evidence that your expectations are true. And then your expectations create more of those experiences for you. And that's what's called a negative feedback loop. And every single one of us has negative feedback loops that, that function in that way. So let's do like a blanket across the board breaking of any and all negative feedback loops that are operating in your system, whatever it is. You don't need to know what it is, but if something comes to mind, that's great. So everyone, let's just kind of do a deactivation of negative feedback loops for everyone. So you can break the cycle of living in expectation of bad things happening and then having your expectations proven true by the world. Oh. <laughs> okay, everyone take a very deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, so thank you, Alara, for letting me jump down a rabbit hole there for a second. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, so we have a question from Destiny. She has her hand raised. So, Destiny, I'm going to unmute you. Hopefully, you're, it'll work. We'll see. One second. Oh, oh go ahead. Hello? Destiny. Hey. Hi. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. hey. This is really strange, and this is not the first time it's happened to me. I actually I went to the lake. I was really excited. I was my heart was wide open. I felt really good. I walk into my home, and the minute I walk into my house, I it felt like probes 
or cords or it felt like something was just being thrown at my head and it was so hot like it made my head hot and I was like confused I had to step back because it was like all of a sudden I couldn't so I'm feeling like some kind of galactic beings or something are literally putting stuff in my brain when I walk into my house and it's only when you walk into your house well I've been having some really strange things happening um, I honestly can say that I feel like the dark forces or something are attacking me because there's been some really, really crazy things. I'm not trying to play victim here. I'm just mm -hmm. letting you know that something jumped on my head and right now I can't think straight and it's very, very hot. I literally just want to go in the bathroom and pour water over my head right now. Yeah. Okay, so this, I'm so glad you're asking this question because this gives us an opportunity to embrace a truth and to shift an energy that is prevalent in a lot of people. And that is that ultimately you are a sovereign being and you have autonomy over your energy field. So it is true that curses can be applied to you. It is true that uh, entities can attach to you. However, it only happens if you give permission on some level. So if there's a belief system in place that says that you are open and prone to negative energies coming in and taking control of your body or implanting you with, with memories and so forth, then you'll be open to that. If you believe that you are curseable, then you will be open to curses. But it's only true to the extent that you believe it. If, on the other hand, you believe that you are a sovereign being with free will and that you have personal autonomy and you can declare who is allowed in your energy field and who is not, then those beings will have no power over you and they will no longer connect you. In fact, they will find you to be boring, bland, and they'll ignore you. They'll just move on to others who are easier targets. The problem that you have right now is these dark energies, they see you as an easy target and they see you as like an all-you-can-eat buffet for the energy that they're looking for. So they flock to you and there's something about being in your home, like there's some... Um, energetic imprint that is a location imprint within your home that that makes it more acceptable for them to do this to you. So we're going to clear all of that for you and bring in a deep awareness of your sovereignty and the fact that nobody, because you have free will, no being can connect itself to you, no being can install thoughts into your mind without your permission. So before I do that, I just want to express this in another way. We all have seen vampire movies and we know vampire lore. Uh, one of the vampire myth, um, mythologies is that no vampire can ever enter your home unless you invite it in. Most of us have invited in the vampires on default because we believe that they have free reign. So, and a lot of those dark energies that are attached to you, they are literally vampires because they want to feed off of you whatever energy they can. So let's just do a 
deep-seated awareness. We're going to connect with your higher self so you can understand, experience, and enjoy your autonomy, your sovereignty as an individual being, as an I am presence in the universe. You can enjoy that the same way that your higher self does. So simply allow that awareness to emerge within you now. Okay. And then layered upon that, let's bring in a declaration of the inviolability of your personal space and your energy. Just going to set up a declaration. It is a violation of your free will for any being to attach itself to you without your knowledge and without your express permission. Okay, and this will help you understand exactly who you are as an individual distinct and separate from others. And it will also help you understand exactly who you are as an individual being in relation to others and in deep interpenetrating connection with others. Beautiful. Take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. Just release that when you're ready. Awesome. Okay, so thank you for that, because I think that's something that, that's beneficial for everyone on the call. It did kind of pull us away from the topic of intuition, uh, and I'd like to kind of go back there again, but uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you, Destiny. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to add to that really quickly because, you know, like a month ago, um, I was going through some difficult stuff. You know, I was having all sorts of like really bad negative mind stuff happening, negative thoughts. It was really bad. So it's like, all right, there's something going on here. You know, this is not mine. It's not normal. I, I, I shouldn't be having feeling like this, having these type of thoughts, etc. So I had a session with one of my teachers, um, Pete, and, you know, he, he, he did a healing session on me and, you know, there was a really nasty entity, which he removed. And since then, I've been really good, you know, but, uh, uh -huh. but I, I, I knew something was amiss. I knew something was wrong, you know, and, you know, uh, Pete, is, Pete I've, I've told you, Destiny, about Pete. Um, and he's somebody I, I trust completely. And when he said that it was a miracle that he was able to remove that entity because it was really, really nasty, I believe him because it's the same type of entity that I think I had had before, like two years ago when I wanted to kill myself. You know, yeah. so it's like, and I didn't want to go down that route or route again, right? So I know this is not an entity yeah. call, but it, but it's just you know I trusted my my intuition this time to know that something is not right. This is not me. I need to get help. I need to get this taken care of, because sometimes we can't do it ourselves, right? Sometimes we need extra support from somebody else, right? Yeah. So absolutely. So trusting your knowing to destiny that there's something here that's not right, whatever, that's great, you know, and then asking about it, you know, with, with Patrick, but, but also, you know, like if you need to get more support, definitely do that. But you are a yeah. sovereign being like Patrick was saying, you know, and nobody has permission to mess with you unless you allow it. And that's the thing. Sometimes we do allow it by our thoughts, by the choices that we make, the thoughts that we're thinking, the feelings that we're allowing ourselves to feel. You know, that's what Patrick means by 
unless we allow it. And that's the allowance yeah. sometimes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. we do, and we all do it, you know? Yes. So uh, in my own private practice uh, and in email messages that I've received from clients, whether they're active or not, there's been a, an enormous uptick in the amount of questions about entities and dark energies in my home and dark energies in my car and you know dark energies in the mattress or in the pillow um it's like quintupled in the mm -hmm. past couple of months mm -hmm. and the fact of the matter is there are dark energies out there um they feed on the fear that you have for them so they're self-sustaining because they scare you and then they feed off the fear that they inflict on you. And they're always opportunistic. So they're always looking for people who are letting their guards down or people who are getting caught up in mass consciousness fear or uncertainty or, you know, playing the what if game, you know, what's the worst case scenario, what's going to happen to me. Um, they, that's when they, they, you know, they see an upper, they see an opening and they just slide in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did it, it, when I say giving your permission, it doesn't mean that you stand up one day and say, I declare <laughs> that dark energies are allowed yeah. in my body. It's you give your permission in subtle ways as well by indulging in fear and, and negative thoughts. Exactly. Um, now on the other hand, I don't want to say that fear is inherently bad and that you should never feel fear. Because fear is an integral part of your emotional guidance system. So the goal isn't to be completely and utterly fearless as you go through life. The goal is to be so deeply in tune with, with the message that fear gives you that you can truly recognize when something is dangerous and requires action and when something is just um, a passing wave of energy coming your way. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So hopefully that, that helps the destiny. Okay. Um, all right. So there was a question from Sitara, Sitara Theodore. She says, I seem to be experiencing a wonderful shift of change, but I'm feeling more energetics. That is not of the light, like seeing them. <laughs> I've been learning to ask if they're of God and if not sending away, but I'm having to energy clear a few times a day. Is there anything else I can do? <laughs> so yeah. I, I didn't realize we were, like, we were, we were just talking about that and that was the next question. So like, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just, <laughs> it is possible for you to set up filters for yourself. I mean, we as human beings, we are very, very gifted at setting up filters. Uh, you know, we filter what we see, we filter what we perceive. Uh, it's also possible for you to just set up filters so you're not overwhelmed. Your circuits don't get overloaded by all of the energy and the information that's coming in. So let's just open that up so that, that whatever pattern of energy filters or energy dampeners that you need in order to manage the inflow of energy with grace and ease, let's just set that up for you now. Because really what I'm feeling with you is frayed nerves and like, sparking it's like the energy channels within your body are cracked and they're sparking energy so let's do a healing on that as we install your dampeners and filters okay wow we've oh okay there we go Okay, so I need to pause for a moment because there's a really 
interesting energy in the group. So everybody, please allow me to extend a light bridge attunement to open up and lubricate all of the energy channels flowing through your body so that you can have the free flow of energy through your your the matrix of your physical body, the matrix of your emotional and mental bodies. We can burn out some of those blockages that are in place so that energy can flow freely through you. And the pain that you feel, the feeling that energy is overloading your circuits is actually an illusion that's created by the resistance within your energy field. So it's different than what I originally saw. So we just want to open up the flow of energy more. So what the collar has been doing has been kind of clamping down on that energy and creating resistance so it's not going into overload. But those points of resistance through the matrix are where the sparking is happening. So it's creating a self-fulfilling prophecy there. Okay, beautiful. Now everyone take a very deep breath and hold it for a moment. and release when you're ready. Okay, wow. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was one thing, but then the guide said, nope, it's something completely different. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome, so um, I know there's, there's a few more questions in the chat, um, but I wanted to, uh, so maybe we'll take those in a few minutes because I, I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about some of the practical exercises that we can do to enhance our intuition. <laughs> Since this sure. call is about supercharging your intuition, I wanted to make sure we didn't, you know, lose time and not do that. So that's important. And as well as talk about the special offers that you have. So Patrick, let's talk about that first and then we'll go back and do some of the practical exercises or talk about the practical exercises. And then uh, there's a few more questions that might be really good. Um, so for those of you who are on the live page, you can go to, just click on the button. If you're not, you can go to lr.at forward slash show forward slash Patrick four. Um, and so there's two offers here, package A and package B. Package A is unleash your intuition. Uh, and this is, if, you've, if you have purchased Patrick's offers before about intuition, this is not it at all. This is totally different. So this is uh, 17 late bridge attunement sessions plus some awesome surprise bonuses. Uh, and then package B is the full light bridge advanced intuition course. Um, so I'll let Pat, uh, Patrick talk about both of those. Yeah, thank you. So I developed all of this in December of 2019. So it's brand new and fresh as of December 2019. So that, that's pretty recent. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to start by talking about Package B first. Sure. Uh, because that's the full course through Lightbridge Academy. So in December 2019, I, I know there are several of you on the call who have taken the course already. I taught um, my advanced intuition course. I redeveloped it for the first time in five years. And that course has 36 different audio recordings in it. It has a, about half of them are lectures and half of them are energy sessions. So the lectures are all about how to expand and increase and develop your intuition. So there are lectures on how your intuition gets blocked, 
what empathy is, what cellular intuition is, what sensory intuition is, such as clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairgustance and all of the others. Um, there is a lecture on the consequences of spiritual ego and how that actually slows down your intuitive development. Um, practical exercises, as uh, Alara was mentioning, practical exercises for honing your basic intuition and your advanced intuition. There's a lecture on the pineal gland and the role of the chemical DMT that's produced by the, um, by the pineal gland. There's claircognizance, uh, remote viewing, holographic vision, channeling, opening to communication with energetic beings. Um, and then there's an, a lecture that is designed to help prepare you for the pitfalls of advanced intuition. Some of the, some of the dangers that people get afraid of and therefore they shut down their intuition. Uh, there's a lecture on respect for free will, one on how the brain processes information, one on working with the spiritual team, and another a final lecture on creating impact in the world through your intuition. So for each of those lectures, there's a corresponding energy session, a Leipzig attunement session to help lock in the energetic patterns that I talk about in the lectures. So it's, it's big. It's uh, 36 uh, recordings in total. Um, and you will, you would, if you sign up for that, you would access that through Lightbridge Academy. We'll, we'll get you all connected in with the, uh, with the program as it's done through Lightbridge Academy. And I think it's truly awesome. So that is $197 for that 36 audio recording package. And then package A is a light version of that. Package A is essentially everything you get in the course, but none of the lectures. If you want to go directly to the energy, if you don't want to bother with the explanations and the uh, intellectual understanding of what intuition is, and you just want to get the attunements for all of that, um, that's package A. So that package has... Um, it's uh, 17 audio recordings plus some free surprise bonuses in there. So I think it's 20 recordings in total in that package. So the full course is $197. The pared down version without the lectures is $111. And um, I, I love teaching that course. It was uh, one of my favorite courses. I had a lot of resistance going into it. And then once I taught it, it was like, oh my God, everything clicked. Awesome. Great. I love it. And so I just wanted to clarify. So in package B, you get the 17 original attunements plus the 16 lectures. But with the 16 lectures, there's also attunements with those two? Well, no, the lectures okay. are straightforward lectures. Got it. Yeah. And then the attunements are the energetic activation of what I talk about in the lectures. Got it. <laughs> and some people just don't want to be, they just don't want to deal with the intellectual side of it. They just want the energy. Yeah. So that's why Packy J strips out the lectures. And Giovanna said, I had the course and it's really awesome and helped me a lot to develop my intuition and really love it. Oh, good. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Giovanna, <laughs> for sharing. Thank, Thank you. you. Good. So those two packages are available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Patrick four. So please do take a look at those. And this is the time really when you can start to develop your intuition or supercharge your intuition if you 
you know, would like that because we have time. We have time to practice. We have time to do stuff because we're at home, right? Um, so why not take advantage of this time to get better at something, get better at your intuition? Well, I hate to say the word get better at, but you know what I mean, right? And, um, and then use that to your advantage by, you know, you might become a reader. You might become... You might do channeling. You might do who knows what, right? So the sky's the limit. So, um, but not just for business, but also for your personal self, your home, you know, maintain the energies in your home, maintain your own energies and just have fun with it. Right? So thank yeah. you, Patrick. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, so I wanted to talk if, take a few minutes and talk about the practical exercises because we, let's it's face bad. it, you know, I'm pretty intuitive, but I can all, I'm sure there's more I can develop. <laughs> Well, you know, there are a million different ways you can test your intuition. And when you're testing your intuition, it's always a really good idea to keep a journal so you can track your progress, track your successes and failures. Because when you start keeping a journal to, let's say you do an exercise for clairvoyance, for example, and one day you're on fire with your clairvoyance and then the next day you're not. Mm -hmm. You can also keep track of what foods you're eating, what your mood is, um, what people you've connected with that day and so forth, uh, how hydrated you are. Uh, I found that dehydration really does drain your, your intuition. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the course and in the package, I go through a lot of different exercises to help you with your intuition. So I'm just going to look at <laughs> what I have here. Um, so when I first started developing my intuition as a child, the first thing I did, the first exercise that I did was just doodling. I mm -hmm. would just draw things. Mm -hmm. And I would have a, a pad of paper in front of me and I'd draw and I wouldn't even look at what I was drawing. And then I would interpret whatever I drew on the piece of paper. So I, when I was a kid, I called that the doodle game uh, because I was constantly doodling. And the funny thing is when, when I was a child and I was doing my doodles, I was constantly uh, drawing images of, of cubes mm -hmm. and squares. And, you know, it's like everything in my life now, it's all about how do you escape your prisons? How do you escape your prison cells? Right. And when I was a child, I was constantly drawing prison cells. So, <laughs> um, so you know, doodling, interpreting your dreams. Um, one of the things that I like to do is if I'm walking somewhere, I uh, intuitively guess how many steps it will be before I get there. And then I count the steps and see how accurate I am. You can practice with a deck of cards, you know, just flip the cards over and guess each time what the um, color of the card will be or what the suit will be. Or you can look at the cards and like spread them into two piles and say, these are the black ones and these are the red ones and see how close you are. Hmm. Um, yeah, you can choose one specific guessing game every single day that's, that's like that, like shuffling the cards. Um, and once again, tracking your progress in a journal is really, really helpful. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Now, one exercise that is incredibly powerful is noticing everything, training yourself to notice everything that's in your environment. And when you first do this, you know, we as human beings, we filter 90% of what's in our environment, maybe 99%. It can be exhausting for you the very first time you start doing this. But wherever you are, when you're walking down the street or sitting at your chair or whatever, 
take a moment to notice every single thing that's in your space. You don't have to commit it to memory. You just have to make a note of what's in your environment. And that trains the brain to pick up on subtle cues that it normally misses. So if you are training your brain to like look in the room and I see like, I, there are probably a hundred different things on my desk in front of me. Um, and most of them I filter out and I don't see. Uh, if I train myself to notice everything that's on the desk, then it's much more easy for you to notice that little flash of expression that somebody gets on their face when they're lying to you. It's really, it becomes easier for you to notice the subtle shift in somebody's voice when they're angry and they're hiding it or when they're telling you a lie. Mm -hmm. So noticing everything is like really important. And in particular, like notice the colors, notice the shapes, notice the sounds, engage every single one of your senses so that you can develop all of your intuitive senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about being present and at the same time being aware. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I remember that's something that one of my teachers taught me like years ago. I hate, I would hate to say how many years, but it's too long ago. And he was like, you know, be aware of, you know, your hands. And at the same time, be aware of your left toe. Can you be yeah. aware of both? <laughs> right. It's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> right. So it, it's little things like that, that start to improve your sense of awareness and your sense of intuition and, and, and what's going on. And it's also about keeping you present because you can't, you, you know, really, you use your intuition, your gifts, when you're present, you have to be fully present in order to use them. You can't be thinking one thing, you know, and, and have your mind be distracted and be, you know, use your clairvoyance, right? That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of other things I want to add to this. So when you're first starting out, and you're like playing a guessing game, for example, you, you, guess how many steps it's going to be to get to your destination, or you guess the color of the card that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. To go deeper with your intuition, it's really helpful to feel the quality of each of the guesses, to really kind of tune in emotionally and feel what the guess of 73 as opposed to 75 feels like, or feel what red feels like as opposed to uh, green or black when you're working with the cards. Yeah. Um, and, and that will also, you know, soak into all of your different senses. And then um, a couple of tips, no matter what you're doing, what your guessing game is, you know, the color of the next car that drives down the road or anything. Uh, first of all, please forgive yourself if you make mistakes. You will make a lot of mistakes. So, Forgive yourself when you make mistakes and recognize that intuition is not a 100% or nothing thing. It's something that you slowly develop over time as you become more skilled. Uh, the other side of that is don't be shocked when you get things right. Mm -hmm. Because if you, um, you know, I, I, there's a, a client of mine several years ago who was developing her intuition. And every now and then she get like this really incredible hit. She would like um, uh, get something just really specific, correct. And then she would call me up and say, oh my God, you won't believe what just happened. Mm -hmm. Well, that energy of, oh my God, you won't believe what just happened reinforces the rarity yeah. of getting it right. Yeah. So, you know, it's one thing to have awe 
and to like celebrate the glory of, of something miraculous happening. It's another thing to have shock, which is, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. When you go into that, oh my God, I can't believe it happened energy, you make it less likely that will happen in the future. So don't be shocked when you get things right. Yeah, um, exactly. Instead, expect it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep a journal to monitor your progress. Um, mm-hmm. uh, meditate regularly. That helps kind of clear the mind of the clutter that can gum up your intuition. Um, you uh, do things to strengthen your energy field, like exercise or eating proper foods and so forth. Um, clear your emotional triggers uh, because, you know, a lot of us go through life reactively rather than proactively. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly reacting to the things that are in our environment. It's not easy to see what's directly in front of you when you're constantly instantaneously reacting to different triggers that, that you come into contact with. And then finally, I would say, trust yourself, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what really slows people down with their intuitive development is simply the belief system that intuition is rare. It's hard. It's not for me. It's a gift. I don't have, um, other people have it, but I don't all of those belief systems that cause you to lose your trust in your intuition, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. So Mm -hmm. just let them go. Absolutely. Yep. Trust, trust, trust. Um, so I just want to take a few more questions if you have time, Patrick. Sure, yeah. So Angela, and Angela has a, uh, a follow-up comment. We're gonna, I, I'm going to bring that too. And she said, can we clear self-sabotage? And she's getting moments when she feels like crawling into bed and shutting the world out because of overwhelm, which we've talked a little bit about. And also she's saying, are you feeling the energy? My heart rate has been high during this show. Yeah. So... Self-sabotage comes in many, many different forms. And there are many different things for different people that cause them to go into the energy of self-sabotage. For you specifically, what I see is a feeling of overwhelm that basically says, anything that I want to do in my life is 10 times as difficult as it needs to be. So whatever it is I'm trying to achieve, it's going to be an arduous Herculean task. And in the end, it's not going to be worth the effort. So when you begin a new project or you, you know, connect with somebody emotionally, as soon as things begin to feel like they're getting difficult, that's when the self-sabotage emerges. Because in your subconscious mind, there's this calculation that takes place. Is this really worth the effort that I'm going to put into it? No, it's not worth the effort. I'm going to shut it down now. Um, So let's clear that for everyone on the call. So anywhere and everywhere you have decided that whatever task you choose to do, whatever your life purpose is, it's a Herculean effort. It will exhaust you. And the benefit you receive in your accomplishment is going to be tiny compared to the effort you put into it. And therefore it's not worth the effort. Let's get the truth about that. And let's clear that as an automatic pattern that you apply to everything in your life. Beautiful. So you may have memories coming to the surface or like sharp pains emerging in your body. 
whatever that is, let's just let it go. Okay. Beautiful. Let's replace that with an awareness that if there's something that you truly desire, number one, it's going to be much easier for you to achieve than you expect because you're in alignment with your desire. And number two, the payoff is going to be much greater than you expect. And therefore, the benefit is going to eclipse the effort that you put into it. So make it so that that's possible for you. So that everything that you truly desire is inherently worth the effort. In fact, it's worth much more than the effort. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so let's let that energy kind of soak in there for a moment. I'm seeing in a subsection of some of the people in the group, um, preemptive failure or preemptive shutting things down. And what I mean by that is a feeling that, especially in the area of romance, a feeling that it's not going to work out in the end anyway, or this person is going to turn on me and break up with me eventually anyway, so I should just shut it down now before they have the opportunity to pull the plug. So it's like this preemptive desire to sabotage it. I'm going to sabotage it now because it hurts less for me to sabotage it than to have somebody I'm emotionally connected to pull the plug later. So let's clear that for everyone and bring in an awareness that it's that the opposite is possible for you. Okay, beautiful. And then also deeply connected with that, there's a mythology that I see in several people, especially the ones in that subset, that is the less you have, the less you have to lose. So let's clear that away. That somehow it's dangerous to have success in your desires because the fall is so much bigger and more painful when it happens. So let's clear that away. Okay, beautiful. Everyone take a deep breath and hold it. And release. And thank you, Alara, because I saw this amazing wave of energy go through your field. You cleared some stuff on behalf of a few people on the call in that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, thank you. Hey, good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been yawning throughout this call. Every time you do an attunement, I, I'm like yawning like crazy. And it's like, yeah, it's all mm -hmm. good. So Angela, let us know how you're doing now, okay? So uh, I think this is the last question that I can see. I could be wrong. Oh, no, maybe there's another one, but I'm not sure. Um, what is, hold on. Dave, Dave Ronnie and is asking, how can I connect with my guides? Yeah. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, um, yeah, let's ask this one. Say hi. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, this is a category of question that I get a lot. How do I connect with my higher self? How do I connect with, with God? How do I connect with the spirit world? Um, so the first thing I want to do is bring in a deep awareness that you are never, ever, ever disconnected from your higher self, 
you're never disconnected from from God, you're never disconnected from your guides, you only perceive disconnection. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is clear away the belief that there is disconnection there, because I can almost guarantee you, your guides are shouting at you, but you just don't hear them. So let's clear away anywhere and everywhere you have believed that you're disconnected from your guides, you're disconnected from your higher self, you're disconnected from the collective and, and from God or anything else of the sort. Let's get the truth about all of that and clear it away. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. And then when you're receiving information from your guides, you tend to receive that information in nonverbal format. You receive it in the, in the guise of a subtle push. This is the way most people receive energy or information from guides that they're connected to. They feel an internal urge to move in a certain direction or to do something. It just feels like like one choice is better than another and you just naturally want to move in that direction, that's often the gentle push that your guides are giving you. So anywhere and everywhere you have decided or you believe that, that the only way you can actually connect with your guides is to hear their voice in your ear or to hear the booming voice of God or to have them speak to you directly um, in, in the same way that you would speak to a person. Let's clear that away and open up a deeper understanding of all the thousands, millions of, of, of different subtle pushes that they give you. Um, okay. And this is advice for developing your intuition as well. You know, a lot of times people are developing their clairaudience and they say, well, I have no gift whatsoever for clairaudience because I don't hear God speaking directly into my ear. Clairaudience doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. A lot of times clairaudience is nonverbal and you you just, it's the hearing centers in the brain that pick up the information, but it's in a nonverbal format. So uh, let's just kind of clear that expectation that the language that you communicate in with your guides must be the same as the language you use with other people. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So Renetta has a question and it's kind of related to her intuition and her gifts. Um, but she's, let me see if I can phrase it properly. Hold on one second. It's way back here. Hold on. And it's about, how can she use her intuition, use her knowing, use her gifts to um, to do what she wants to do? She feels like she's on her path and what she wants to do to start receiving money instead of bartering. So she receives yeah. barter instead of cash and she wants to receive cash, but she's like stuck in that um, yeah, we could do an entire call on this subject <laughs> and yeah. we could spend three hours on it and still not exhaust it. Um, but 
the most common belief systems that stand in the way, um, a lot of times people have the belief system that because you're tapping into, let's call it a God-given gift, and you're, you're tapping into something that's non-physical, that therefore it's unseemly or it's wrong to charge money for it, that somehow money taints your gift. And if you're tainting your gift with money, then you'll lose the gift. Uh, so it's just want to clear that belief for everyone right now. Because if you have a gift, and that gift can help you create positive, tangible change in the world, then the only way you can really make that tangible change in the world is to be supported. And in our world, money is a mechanism of support. So I'm going to clear away anywhere and everywhere you've decided that it's wrong for you to charge money for your intuitive gifts. Or any gifts. Or, or any gifts. Yeah. Yeah. An example I often give is, you know, Beyonce, Linda Ronstadt, they, they have these God, these, these voices that are just, you know, the voice of God when they sing. Yeah. But it's not wrong for them to charge money for a concert. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah so we'll kind of clear that, that feeling that money taints whatever it is. So money is just energy. It's not dirty energy. It's just energy. So let's clear that away. Okay. Now, most people, oh, wow. Let me rephrase this again. So several people undercharge or they undervalue their services because they don't think that they're worthy of compensation, that somehow I'm not the greatest intuitive who's ever lived, or I'm not as good as those other people over there, or I'll get something wrong every now and then, and therefore it's wrong for me to charge. Um, so let's clear all of that away. Anywhere where you feel like you must undervalue your services. Beautiful. Okay, and then just the final thing, I know there are several people on the call who are energy healers or life coaches. Um, one of the principles I learned when, when it comes to setting rates in the life coaching academy that I went to was that no matter what you choose to charge for, you, for your services, there will always be people who can't afford it and there will always be people who can afford more. So set your rates based on the value that you're giving, not based on what you think other people will pay for it. So, you know, just kind of tune into yourself and say, you know, what is the value of this gift that I have uh, is it truly something that can help the world and help other people and then charge accordingly? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Good. Thank you. So, Renetta, hopefully I asked your question properly. <laughs> I think so. Beautiful. <laughs> um, all right. Two, two last quick questions because my computer is going to die. So, um, Lara, Elmina, oh, sorry, Mina, how can I release the belief? <laughs> And so I think Patrick already uh, answered this before, but how can I release the belief that I'm disconnected from source? <clears throat> from source, yeah. you're you're not disconnected. So Patrick already did that one. I don't know if you want to say anything else to Mina about that. Yeah, no, it's it, the question. How do I release the belief? Um, so the belief systems can come in from all sorts of different areas. Uh, most of our belief systems are just fed to us by others. So we pick up on the beliefs of our parents and 
grandparents and authority figures. Um, and to the degree that we think that our parents are godlike in their beliefs, and therefore we must adhere to their belief systems, we cling to the beliefs that we've picked up. Uh, sometimes a belief is, is the result of uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. So, and that's um, usually when you believe something is dangerous. So if you believe that being connected with source is somehow dangerous to you, that like you'll fry or you'll burn up if you uh, connect too closely to to source or God, then that could be the disconnection. Um, But I think in most cases, it's just a a belief that, you know, we're taught, um, I grew up Catholic, and I was taught that human beings cannot interface with God directly. We need a priest to act Mm -hmm. as an intermediary. So it's wrong for me to, you know, go directly to God. I have to go to the priest and the priest will go to God. Uh, So that sort of thing can tell you, well, if you need to go to a priest to connect with God, then you must be disconnected from God or disconnected from source. And then that just, the question is, how do I connect? So, yeah, so. Yeah. So <laughs> Sorry, that, I'm going down a rabbit hole again. So. That's okay. Um, and so this could be just a belief that she picked up in in previous lifetimes where she was killed for, you know, yeah. being connected yeah. to source. We all have. So yeah, right. But, you know, I, and I always want to ask, you know, is that serving you still? I mean, we'll, yeah, we can talk about that question. again, Mina, but you're definitely mm-hmm. not disconnected. You, nobody is, right? Everybody's connected, not to worry. Um, So Julie's asking, my intuition is very strong as a child, but it doesn't seem as strong as it once was. Is -hmm. something blocking me from tuning into my intuition? Well, the answer is yes. And then the other answer is that's normal human thing. Children are wide open and we get that wide openness trained out of us as we grow up. Uh, We get it punished out of us. We get it ridiculed out of us. Um, you know, it's when you're five years old and you know that mommy is cheating on daddy and you say something about it, you get beaten down. Mm-hmm. I know that experience. <laughs> yeah. And if nobody else around you is intuitive or like sharing their gift, then you feel like, you know, there's something wrong with me or, you know, like I'm different and you don't want to stand out and be different either. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so it is true that it's the basic story of human existence that we are born like wide open and intuitive and we have all of our gifts online and then slowly but surely over time we have them kind of beaten out of us. Yeah. So you can recapture it by clearing away all of the training that has been done to you over the years and you can actually go beyond it. You can mm-hmm. develop your intuition because when you're a child, you have those gifts, but they're, they're unpracticed, they're untested, they're, they're just like raw gifts. But as an adult, you have the ability to hone them and to shape them and to turn them into powerful tools to uh, create, you know, to reinforce whatever life you want. So. And you can buy Patrick's package, you know, get all the <laughs> attunements and at the same time, you know, start practicing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank Sometimes you. it's Thank just you. a confidence <laughs> thing, you know? And so you'll feel more confident once you have the attunements, you know? Sometimes that's all it is. It's just, it's just a mind game. And then if like you, you get all the attunements and then it's like, okay, let me, let me now start practicing and trying and playing with it. it then, you know, it'll start to come back. But you do have to 
practice, you know, use it. You have to use the, your gifts, you know, at the same time. You have to use your intuition at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's two really quick questions. Lara is asking, can you check her arms to see if she has any entities? Please. I don't know if you do that, Patrick. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do a clearing of that for everyone. So if any of you have dark energies or let's actually expand it beyond that. Any entities, any sprites, any beings that are not serving your best and highest good, any cords, any hooks, any uh, energetic siphons or puppet strings or uh, feeding tubes or anything else, any implants that are in your body right now. Let's just do a removal of all of them and let's fill up the space that's left behind. But yeah, it's the, the entity in question feels like a spider. So let's uh, just clear it out for everybody. Okay, so these are things called energetic implants. An implant is any energy that is foreign to your energy field that has been installed there by another being or that you put there yourself. So that includes hooks, cords, all sorts of, just anything foreign. So we'll purge it all right now. And we're filling up the space that's left behind with unconditional love energy, because sometimes if you remove a hook, from your body, it leaves a socket behind that somebody else, some other being can hook into. So let's clear that out. But I don't know why I'm seeing so much vivid spider imagery for the person who asked the question, but let's remove the spider, the egg sac, everything involved. Okay, beautiful, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, Vicky, last question. <laughs> I could unmute you. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> hi, Patrick. Vicky, hi. <laughs> hi. Love um, connecting. Um, real quick question back to the intuition. Um, can you tell me, is it more me not recognizing my intuition or is it more me not trusting my intuition? I mean, probably a little bit of both. both. Stronger. It's both. So what it is, is actually second guessing your intuition. And second guessing your intuition is a form of not trusting it and, and, and so forth. But when you have an intuitive hit, the logical machinery in your mind starts to evaluate whether it's true or not, or how likely it is, or what the probability is. So you end up second guessing it. So oh, okay. the, the goal with you, and I'm sure with several others, is to um, be open to the accuracy of the very first impression you get okay. without e trying to evaluate it and ask yourself, well, is there something else that makes more sense? So let's kind of clear that habit of second guessing. Okay. Beautiful. And this is invaluable for people who work with clients. And I know you work with clients. Yes. Because when you're working with a client and you know their history and you get an intuitive hit about them that is out of alignment with what you logically know is their history, you're going to second guess it. 
So, and you can really miss something crucial with the client if you do that. So it's, this is like a, an opportunity to embrace the possibility that whatever the intuitive hit is, no matter how ridiculous it is, that that's actually going to um, be fruitful for you. Beautiful. There you go. Thank you. And just one observance, not a question. Um, I, this is, I watched you on Zoom today and then on Sunday, and I can see other people, but only with you. As you move your hands, I can see the energy between your fingers and your hands, and it's really, really cool. Well, I, yeah, I think that's just, that's an, that's an artifact of the technology. <laughs> so well, it's but I not don't really... see for other people. <laughs> I see you and Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, the that's virtual because he's background. using the background. Yeah, it's the virtual background. So. Oh, okay. But it is cool. It is cool. Yeah. If I were using an actual green screen rather than the virtual background with the green screen, you wouldn't see that as much. Oh, okay. It's, it's just the technology that allows you to have a background with no green screen. Oh, all right. Well, it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Thank you, Vicki. <laughs> Um, all right, so um, I'm just going to lower Okay, so is there something for so poor Lara, because this is something that, that's not new, it happened before. Is there something she can do to keep her arms entity-free? Um, just believe that your arms can be entity-free. You know, once it's cleared, it should be cleared forever, unless you believe that it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just let's clear away for everyone the belief that you're prone to this type of invasion. <clears throat> so yeah, if you see yourself as implant prone, then the implants just kind of, they feel like they emerge naturally. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Um, so I, I just want to double check and make sure that we're all good. We talked about so much today, more than just the um, supercharging your intuition. But right now, you know, like, don't think of your supercharging your intuition or your intuition as something foreign or outside of yourself or different or special. It's not. It's, it's a gift that we all have. And it's a gift, you know, I don't even want to call it a gift because gift makes it sound like something special. But we all have this, but we do need to use it more, use it or lose it, right? Use it or lose it. And trust that you um, are using your intuition, you are using your intuitive gifts, whatever they happen to be, and practice using them. Play with, don't, don't start with something big and huge, you know, but start playing with it with like those practical exercises that Patrick shared, start playing with them. And then, and you'll see how quickly you can develop or supercharge your intuition. Right, Patrick? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well said. I mean, you know, like I wasn't always this intuitive, you know, either, but I just started doing the work. I just started playing with it. I just started, you know, asking my team. It's like, all right, what does this person need to know? What does this person need to know? What can I bring for this person, et cetera? That's what I did, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But we, you know, we all have this ability, these abilities, these capacities, we all have them. So know that, trust that. And then, you know, bring them to the surface, bring them forward and start sharing, start working with them. Mina, we, you know, we practiced with that last week or the week before. And you were awesome. So let go of the fear and just trust 
trust that the information that you get trust you know is is right for the person that you're asking for you know including yourself right so ask for yourself to use your intuitive gifts for yourself and then you know use it for the people that you'd like okay yeah wow yeah, what happened there all right, so Patrick, was there anything else that you wanted to share with us? Today? No, I just want to wish everyone, you know, love, light, joy, and health. And to uh, hopefully everyone has a magnificent weekend or rest of the week and the weekend. And if you want to connect with me, if you want to send me an email message or connect through Facebook, feel free. Uh, I'm always looking for new friends. Awesome. And so for those of you who would like to supercharge your intuition, please do take a look at the two packages that are available. And this is a great time to start playing, start practicing, start using your gifts because, it, you know, our gifts are needed. I keep saying gifts, but you know what I mean? Our gifts are needed right now. So many people need your support, you know, and including yourself, you could use these gifts for you first and then start sharing with others if you'd like. But it is available for everybody. Know that, okay? So the uh, special packages are available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Patrick four. This was wonderful. So after this call, clear your energy field, okay? <laughs> Ground yourself. You know, do whatever you got to do to maintain your energy, okay? Do whatever you do, all right? So thank you, Patrick. Wonderful, wonderful call. Thank you for all the wonderful questions. You know, um, they were awesome. Lots of different things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank and, you. And until next time, and feel better, you know, get better, <laughs> keep getting better. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye, Bye for now.